Hey Muna, what's good? How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Happy Wednesday. How's your week been so far? It's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great, but yeah, I'm just happy for tomorrow. Hold on, let me start that goes. Hey, you're listening to Real Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Muna. And I'm your host, Clifford. Let's get into it. Hey guys, you've tapped into Real Talk Podcast. This is season three, episode three, and we're going to be talking about all the main topics that you want to know. Let's dive in. Hey Muna, how are you? I'm good, Clifford. How's it going? Yeah, so far so good. It's been an eventful week in social media and in news and in entertainment in general. Yes, social media has been popping off left, right and centre, but that's what social media is about. So the topics that we're going to be discussing, the hottest topics in social media, um, this week, the baby cancels himself at Lollapalooza. Was it Lollapalooza? Yep, that was the most, that's the most recent one that he's now been um, removed from the festival. Okay, yep. But then his um, comments were at Rolling Loud, correct? Yes, it was, yep. So he made some erratic comments about people... The LGBT community. And yeah, some um, anti-LGBT comments, which I'm dumbfounded by. But um, we're going to jump into that. When should we delve into that? When should we discuss that? Yeah, we can, we can discuss that now. I thought we can just kind of give the listeners a bit of a snippet of what's, what's to come. So, so we've, to come. we've got that. We've also got um, Simone Biles in regards to winning the bronze medal, how it was one of her proudest moments because of especially what she went through this year. Mm-hmm. Rihanna, who is now officially a billionaire. She's worth yeah, 1.7 billion. Jeez. And we've also got some latest news and updates in regards to traveling in the Amber kind of list. So what to do, what not to do. But... Yeah. The pressing topic that we could talk about now since we literally, well, we say literally, you literally just watched the episode Love uh-huh. Island. Talk to us. Okay, so how can I bring everybody up to speed? Because I promised that I would. So let's just start from this week because we had Toby shooting his shot with Chloe, Liam trying to get back with Millie, and the Islanders partying with their Spotify special guest. Mabel. So let's just start with the first sort of most pressing update. As it's a reality television show, we had Kaz and Tyler in their love square, which continues. You know, Kaz decided to recouple with Matt and Tyler came back from Casa Amor with Clarice. So they were both coupled up. It was quickly apparent that both Tyler and Kaz were sort of gravitating towards each other and potentially using the other people to make each other jealous. They've had that sort of interaction, and Tyler ended up making it clear to Clarice that he slightly was more interested in Kaz, which was a a huge blow to her ego, as it would be to anybody. So we also had um, the Casa Amor cast us cracking on. So Chloe let Abby know that in Casa Amor, Dale was interested in her, and um, Abby was obviously interested in Dale. So when it got down to the recoupling, Abby said, fuck your feelings, I'm still going for Dale. Oh, snap, did she? Yeah, (laughs) she didn't know that it was that deep between those two. And in hindsight, when when she was coupled up with Toby, like prior to Castlemore, when Toby came back in, he came back with Mary, did he not? So it's like, look, bitch, you stole my man, I'm going to steal yours, okay? It's Love Island, not 
best friend island, you know? So she just, you know, had to do it like that. And then what subsequently happened as well is that obviously Toby had come back in with Mary, but then like two, three days into being back with Mary, he said his head's turned back in reverse. So he needed to pull Chloe for a chat, who he basically um, mugged off twice. Oh. And now he, wants to, he says that, you know, his feelings for her are stronger than anyone else, the feelings he has for anybody else in the villa. So You've already dismissed her twice, so now you want to go back? Like... Third time's the charm, or third time lucky. So oh. they're now rebuilding their relationship, trying to take it slow. And yeah, they've got the synergy that, you know, the public seems to be happy about. So again, I said Mabel performed at the Spotify party in the villa. You know, everyone did their slow motion, like turning up and Jeez. all that good stuff. And then the Islanders got a text. It was time to recouple. So this is where shit got... This messy. is where the shit happens, right? It's the recoupling that just makes me laugh. Because I it, mean, I'm not hash- an it, avid watcher. Was, you know, it was hashtag girl power. Hashtag flip that switch. So the girls were in charge of the guys that they wanted to choose, basically. So they did their recoupling. So we had, obviously, Jake and Liberty. So Liberty chose Jake. Then Kaz chose Matt, who she met during Casa Amor. And she winked at Tyler afterwards to burn him. And then, obviously, Clarice chose Tyler, who was basically... He had coupled up with Encasa more, but obviously Tyler's gravitating more towards Kaz because he wants what he can't have. Faye chose Teddy because she previously recoupled with Sam because during Casa more producers went to fuck shit up and throw a Scotch bonnet pepper up into the mix of the stew and sent a postcard with stills of the guys basically um, kissing other girls or in bed with other girls. And it was literally obviously orchestrated a majority of the pictures were from the evening setup where they say that they should sleep with other people or share a bed and one of the tasks well one of the pictures they had of Clarice kissing Teddy was from an unaired task so then Faye thought that he had been unfaithful and decided to recouple because and yeah everybody was on Twitter saying producers had done Teddy dirty but you know they discussed it and They've come full circle now and she knows that, you know, she overreacted based on the way that their picture was framed. No, I mean, so, what, what the producer did was clever. It's all about publicising yeah, the series, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so she abandoned Sam, obviously, who she recoupled with um, previously. Next, Amy chose Hugo, who's, yeah, everyone's just basically saying that he's just moving mad. Very, very selective. He thinks he's got source, but he's very sourceless. He's just been wasting women's time. And, you know, people are saying, what's, what's the point? It's Love Island, not, I think I've got Ego Island. So we had that going on. Obviously, Millie chose Liam, even though he was going on mad at Casa Amor. Millie was who he was originally coupled up with. He met another blonde girl called Lily. Producers did an A1 job on that one. And he was just, he, you know, and what killed it was, with that one, he was all, like, literally his head was turning. He was sharing a bed with her, saying, oh, you're killing me. Like, I need to turn over in the bed or I might do something that I might regret. I'm supposed to be coupled up. All of that chat. Came back to the villa and Laura Mittmore was there and they asked, do you want to recouple or do you want to stay in your couple? And he said, oh, you know, I miss Millie so much. I want to recouple. Now, what shook the table was producer said, oh, and these are the um, lovely people from Casa Amor who didn't make it. How are you guys feeling? 
And then Lily said, I'm feeling kind of shocked, you know. And Laura said, why? Why are you feeling shocked? Is that because I had a connection with one of the Islanders? And then she was like, who did you have um, a connection with? And she said, yeah, I had a connection with Liam. And I thought it was very much reciprocated. You know, we were kissing outside of the task, getting to know each other, you know. And I really thought I was coming back in, but he's had a change of heart now. Obviously, Millie was fuming because at this point, he hadn't said nothing. So he had to grow up to get back her attention and affections, but, you know, he was moving mad. But everyone was saying the true villain in the story was um, Jake. Yeah, they were saying Jake was the true devil because on the Casa Amor, basically, trip, he was saying everyone should test the waters because they're not in relationships. And he was egging them on to basically get to know these other girls. And then even, and then another thing where producers, again, stuck the knife in further this year, did they not send a text? After this was all settled and those islanders from Casa Amor had left, why did they go and send Millie a text saying, oh, you've got a date with Lily, a one-on-one to find out all of the tea? <laughs> and they broke us to it, yeah. They're playing yeah. them dirty. They did them dirty this year, this quarantine mix-up, mix-up that they were doing, yeah, so they did that. But, you know, they moved past it. Everybody's in a better place now. And then on to today, which was mad. So that was that. So they had the recoupling. They had like a day or two's rest. And then producers decided to flip it and tell all of the Islanders to gather around the fire pit. Islanders, viewers have been voting for their favourite couples. Okay. (laughs) Now, they announced who the safe couples were. Jake and Liberty, Kaz and Matt, Faye and Teddy. Basically, the long story short, the couples that were not safe were Tyler and Clarice, Hugo and Mary, and the other sourceless guy, I can't remember his name, Sam. They were in the... Sourceless guy, you know. (laughs) Yeah, so there was was basically six remaining people in, like, the bottom three couples. Then the Islanders got a text. They said, Islanders, boys, you will decide the one girl who's going to stay boys, you would decide the one guy who's going to stay. The other four people will be kicked out of Love Island. So again, because Kaz was gravitating towards Tyler, the girls decided to pick Tyler to stay. And because the guys just decided to pick Mary, because she, she speaks to everybody in the villa, she gets along well with everybody, and she still, they want to see her couple up and find some true love in the villa since the guy she came in with, Toby, is now back with Chloe. You know, and she's cool with that. And she wanted to get to know this guy called Dale. So that happened. Obviously, those four islanders left, which left the door wide open for Tyler basically to make his feelings known about him being still interested in Kaz. Asked her if the door was open. She says, Yeah, slightly ajar, but obviously, she's still getting to know Matt. And then she went to talk to her girls about it, Kaz did. Following that, when she was talking to her girls, Tyler went to speak to her her guy she was coupled up with, Matt, to say, I'm still interested in her, basically. To which, you know, Matt pulled Kaz for a chat and said, how are you telling your girls before you're telling me? Like, this guy is saying he's interested in you and you're saying there's still a small chance. He said, yeah, but I still want to get to know you, but obviously there's a a tiny chance that, you know, feelings just don't go away. He said, you know what, you're pissing me off, you know? And he walked off, I was like, oof. There's too much drama. This this series, this show, Love Island. Oh, you know, it's just the there's so day, much going on. I just you know, I can't keep day, up. <laughs> the next day, you know, 
um, Tyler was trying to chat to Kaz, you know, they were just, you know, talking, the chemistry was there, people were watching by the sidelines, the day progressed, and then Matt said to Kaz, can I, have a, can I pull you for a chat? She was like, yeah, walked over, sat by the fire pit, Matt said, we're done. Oh, like, you this yeah, I can see where this is going, so we're done. And then he walked, he got up and walked off and left there. Wow, boy. She was just like, oh. Hold. I didn't even, she said, basically, she told that guy, she couldn't even process it. Like, she doesn't even know if he said they should be friends or not be friends because she just said it was over and it was just like, boom, hates. I think she should take that as, if he's come to her and said it's over, there's no friendship behind it. It is what it is. It's done. He's cutting you out. Goodbye. He said that he doesn't mind being friends. No hard feelings. You know, it's cool. And then she, and then like clockwork, Tyler was like, oh, so what's the situation with you and Matt? And she was like, oh, well. He just said it's done. Bloody hell, this guy is a snake, man. He just comes out of nowhere. They were just like, okay, well, that just obviously means that, you know, we're now in a position where we can get back to where we were. We've got no distractions. Just try and bring things back to the quality that we had it at before, before Casa Ramon. So they're like, okay, pinky promise kind of thing. Just see how it goes. But obviously, they're not recoupled together. They're just both single, so they're not sharing a bed together or anything as yet. But, you know, as time progresses, you'll see what comes of it. Now, the plot twist again. They got a text message saying that, you know, they were going to have a movie night tonight. That was the end of this episode. I think you saw some of the snippets of the movie. I did. They had a pop quiz style text message kind of thing going on and a big cinema screen in in a garden. So what happened was, obviously, they sent a question through the girls or guys answered it. The winning team got to choose a film from the reel. Now, the films all had a sort of pun in, a title incorporating a member of the Love Island cast naming it. So they had various different titles on the screen. So lo and behold, they picked one title. For example, She's Not All That. Played the film now. Why is it a snippet from the live show that they have never seen? Like, it's basically... No, producers, did, you know what, they they did it perfectly. Like, kudos to them. Because it got that, you, it got the Islanders, like, looking at each other, thinking, wow. Right. Look at so they had Jake, basically, who's in one of the safest couples now, saying, like, early days that he wasn't sure if he was even sexually attractive to Liberty. But it was <laughs> early days, so obviously, like, it's, if it's at the very... Yeah, but hold on, wait a minute. Why did they have the the you? Huh? He's, he's still... He's yeah, still, however, they didn't need to put that in there right there like the that. whole point is it's stirring that pot baby what happened to hashtag be kind it's just, uh, i don't know what? i don't know what to tell you hello caroline Slack is no longer with us what happened to the hashtag be kind they just moved a bit mad there you know listen the hashtag like was hashtag savage that's what it was and then you had faye saying that she doesn't think teddy is funny Oh, yeah, what was her... showing highlights from when he was in Casa Amor sleeping on the daybeds of her getting jealous off the reaction to the photo and then cracking on with another guy. And I can see that really hurt his feelings. It's just like, producers are really doing him dirty. Yeah, he felt the type of way. And you can tell by the title, what was it? Fifty Shades of Fate. I was like, oh, shit. What's gonna... What real... What are they gonna show us? And yeah, she was just... I don't know how to put it. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say she was like dissing him, but yeah. And then she was with this other guy and I'm thinking, oh God. So he obviously, yeah, he felt a type of way because he was like, no, she didn't tell me, but you know what? All right, cool. And then she shouted from across the table going, 
I told you everything. <laughs> no, not, not like that. Wait. But that's where we are. So tomorrow, Friday night, you know, get your popcorn. It's going to be some drama. Listen, guys, tune in. Let us know who your favourite couple is, who you want to see out of Love Island and what has been the most funniest scenes and memories or moments for you. Because I wouldn't even be able to pick one right now because there have been so many memorable moments where they've just flipped the script and just, you know, things that you didn't think would happen has happened. And uh, funny you should say that because you can go on the Love Island app and fit for your favourite guy and girl individually so that goes almost to say like producers are gonna fuck shit up so much that the couples are gonna be probably like apart by the time you get to the panel because there's so much carnage that's being caused with these clips these texts these tasks these storylines you know producers are definitely clever but that's the whole point is to you know entice more viewers to tune in that's you know that's the world of tv we know this already that's my summary. I think that was a whole flipping episode. That was, you know. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be that long. Moving on swiftly. Okay, so we're going to be discussing Simone Biles. So she had won the bronze medal on the balance beam at the Olympics on Tuesday. So Tuesday gone, okay. I believe. And um, she said this was definitely much sweeter for her because of, you know, how she felt in regards to her mental health and her state of mind and how she wasn't really there. So she kind of came back and said, you know what, this this is one of my proudest moments. I mean, we all know she's the type of athlete that will get gold, but I think the fact that she said getting a bronze was much sweeter for her, you can tell it was more sincere and sentimental. Like, it meant a lot to her. So, um, yeah, when I saw that, I was really happy for her. Like, because it was still 50-50 in terms of whether she would actually compete. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because she was still, you know, thinking about it. So when it was announced last week that she was going to compete on the on the last kind of sector, to you know, to see that she won and won a bronze, I mean, I'm I'm happy for her, and I feel as though people need to kind of start to realise that they need to show more compassion. They need to be understanding, especially when an athlete or a person says they're having not like a mental breakdown, but they're having mental issues yeah yeah mental issue I didn't want to use issues because I felt like that might be kind of a trigger word but you know they're just thinking so much different things you know it's not just you know someone doesn't um, want to compete it can be psychological it can be physical because I don't know if you noticed that um, Dina Asher Smith pulled out of one of her races she had pulled her hamstring earlier on before coming to participate in the Olympics in Tokyo and you know they said that she wouldn't be healed in time and she wouldn't be ready to run and I think one of the run- races that she was really was that the 400 meter run that yeah, she yeah, I saw yeah. that but it was so like you can tell she was so upset I mean and, and everyone like, I emphasized for her but she got up and still ran you know she yeah. still went to the finishing line facts but it's that sort of you know putting your body through so much unnecessary not unnecessarily because you know you love it you're passionate about the sport you've been training and preparing for this moment for you know the last couple of years yeah it's just like, if you have an issue like that a health issue you should be able to say you know I, i'm pulling out of this because of for my own mental health you know because it's, it's devastating to know that your body is not in the condition that it should be for you to be performing at your optimum you know 
Facts, 100%. Like you, you know, it's personal. It's just like, you, if you don't want to share your medical records, if you're an athlete, it doesn't mean that you're immediately at public property. Like, if you want to have some privacy around your recovery, then you should be entitled to that. But she was open and honest and decided to share that. But, you know, you can see the pain and the devastation in the way she looked and the way she spoke. But, you know, she was courageous to do that because there's so many people who go through the same kind of thing. And then you've got people like Piers Morgan online saying, oh, they're just saying mental health and, you know, they're just, um, for, just you know, it's a lie. They're just acting. Why would yeah, you... Yeah, he's a joke. Athlete, and we do not mention that name. He just... He's a joke. But I, I feel like it's, you know, it's so important for athletes to, you know, raise the awareness and to speak up about it because it's not only a physical strain, it's a, men, you know, it's a mental strain as well to their health. So, um, yeah, I congratulate you. Well. Definitely. <laughs> Team GB has been killing it. And um, again, like in different sports that like you would even sort of look towards or, or notice day to day. They've been killing it. But I just wanted to add in terms of their mental health perspective. There's so many people on social media in DMs and bullying and trolling that, you know, as someone trying to prepare for a competition, you know, sometimes those things can affect you psychologically as well. It of course, it's, it's, it's extremely overwhelming as well for the person. Sometimes you need to have a break, you know, people are getting death threats and all sorts. And it's like, if you can find people's IP addresses, you should hold them accountable for the things that they're saying on social media, even if they're trying to do it under and like be anonymous for freedom of speech. If you want to fix your fingers and say these things, you know, then you should be held accountable for it. But you were saying again, Team GB have been killing it. And I think all the athletes from various different countries bringing her medals and representing her have been killing it just to show the strength and determination of what training can do. In terms of Definitely, 100%. That I couldn't do what they do. So I applaud every country who participated and, you know, took part in the Olympics. It's amazing to see what you do. A beautiful seeing how many people come together and, you know, partake in a sport that they really, like, love and enjoy and to win it for their country. And the new sports Not a lot of people well, can say that. Facts. The new sports that have been introduced... I think I saw the BMX biking. I thought BMX that was biking, uh, skateboarding men and was women. one of them as well. Skateboarding. There was the mixed track, tri- the mixed triathlon or, or relay, like men and women. That was dope as well. Yes, yes. It's been great. I've been, I've been like, you know, watching it here and there when, when it comes on, on the TV. I've, I've always and been fond of watching the Olympics. Always be killing it. The athletics always be killing it. Listen, I'm just like, yo, these athletes are hard. There's no way I could do what they do, you know? The amount of determination, the drive, the focus, you know, the passion, the just being and doing what you're doing right now, like, seriously. It's so inspiring them. as well. It's like, if these people can be great, like, why can't I be great? Let me go into the gym and just try and... Hey, you know, listen, I've been slightly hitting that gym still. I just, I, I need to work on my boxing, my little jabs, you know, the one, two, one, one. <laughs> oh, I'll get there. But yeah, like, con- congratulations to everyone that's participating or have taken part in the Olympics. And, you know, those who sadly had to kind of tap out due to injury... We wish you all the best and we hope you have a smooth recovery. So moving on, I recently came across on Instagram from um, an Insta page called Now This Her. 
that uh, Rihanna is now officially a billionaire. She's worth 1.7 billion. So I'll just read what the caption says. Uh, Rihanna is officially a billionaire worth an estimated 1.7 billion, according to Forbes. This makes her the wealthiest female musician in the world and the second wealthiest female entertainer after Oprah Winfrey. Though Rihanna is a Grammy Award winning multi-hit musician, the bulk of her fortune, an estimated 1.4 billion, comes from her business projects like Fenty Beauty and her Savage X Fenty lingerie line worth an estimated 270 million. Rihanna has not dropped an album since 2016 because she has been dedicated to building her business. She is creating a brand outside of herself. It's not just about Rihanna, said consultant Shannon Coyne to Forbes. Even if you don't like her music, she's created a real style in her fashion and beauty space. Listen, when I tell you, Fenty Empire, that's it. That's what made, like, obviously the music and, you know, being who she is, but her Fenty empire, mm-hmm. that went viral, that went crazy. And she has all these different types of collaboration. You know, she's actually um, released on their Instagram, on the Fenty Instagram, that she's going to be releasing a perfume now. So she's mm-hmm. got, you know, Fenty perfume, Fenty savage, Fenty makeup, Fenty skincare. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing to see how she thrives and she just pushes through and and just does what she does and it's just it's inspiring and it's empowering to so many people out there to be like you know what like even though she's an artist she still went and done all these various different avenues and you know because that's what she was also passionate about and she mentioned you know she wanted to get into the beauty world and the fashion world it's always been a part of her since young so the fact to see that that's grown to such lengths and most of the profit comes from that she should be extremely proud of herself definitely and then the range of um different people who she represents in terms of her inclusivity with her makeup and beauty line it's like it cuts across every you she incorporates um models of different sizes and different proportions you know she celebrates beauty in all forms all different skin colors, you know, all different types, all different races, all different sexualities, you know, she makes everyone feel included in her her world, you know, where everybody can celebrate their beauty, you know, and, you know, not just women, men as well, their skincare, foundation as well. The skincare range for men, I believe ASAP Rocky, um, he was part of the campaign for the skincare range for men. So yeah, it's, she's versatile. She's she's allowed her Fenty kind of empire to be open to so many different types of people. Like you said, whatever your race is, religion, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a plus size or not. Like it's basically like her motto is, "I embrace humanity," and you know, mm-hmm. I want this to be for everyone. And it's just it's really nice to see. I'm when I saw that I was like yeah we knew you were gonna get it girl like it's just a matter of time until it was announced (laughs) I think she's only 33 yeah yeah but yeah congratulations Rihanna once again you're you've you just excel in what you do you you know you've shown people who you are and that you have more to give and it's just black excellence just it just continues like I I love it which brings us onto our is that a final topic of discussion? What do you have, Muna? The baby. 
Ah, the baby basically cancelling himself during a performance at Rolling Loud, where he made some disparaging comments and quite ignorant comments about people with AIDS and HIV. And I think the quote was people who are sucking dick in the parking lot, which to me, I think is crazy because, you know, if you're an artist on the baby's level, like you should just be celebrating your life. Like, personally, I'll be saying, who's bought my album? Who knows my music? But to then, like, go on a tangent and start attacking people who have HIV and AIDS, who could be your core fan base, you know, and who make up the community that buy your records, I just don't understand why you would want to do that. Like, out of ignorance, I don't even think ignorance sort of is an excuse. And this is why people are cancelling him from festival lineups and he's losing a lot of money. Yeah, I just feel like people in those positions should do better. You can't just make these comments for no reason, like based on ignorance. And it's like, again, with HIV and AIDS, it's not everyone who gets these diseases from being promiscuous. Some people might not have a choice and are born with these diseases. So it's just about, and then like, again, people who have HIV, live a long time because there's medication that's changed in the last 30 years mm. that allowed them to have the same um, lease in life as someone who's able-bodied and doesn't have HIV. So it's just about education because some of the things he was saying were just mad. And that then, again, propels a stigma. And if that's what you're telling your core audience to do, that's just promoting hatred. And then it's, again, it's people in your own community, you know, it could be deprived people in black and ethnic minority communities who have HIV, you know. It could be rich people who work in your team, you know. It affects people who are straight, gay, bisexual. And it's just like you should be in a position where you should know better and educate yourself. And it's dangerous that, you know, you're supposed to be a person of influence, but you're speaking so recklessly. And then again, you've got other artists who maybe like gay or bisexual who might look up, to, look up to you as a role model and want to mirror your success like Little Nas X, for example. But then people who are supposed to be role models or more senior are then bashing people for the lifestyles that they're leading. And it's just like what goes on in people's personal life or in their bedrooms doesn't affect you in any kind of way. So I just don't understand. Personally, I don't understand why he said what he said. And it's for me, I just I, I just find it so confusing that he he just didn't understand, like in, in terms of like, you know, what would happen in regards to the consequences. Of course, you're going to get cancelled. Like you can't be saying those kind of comments and, and think it's OK. Um, I do have a list of the recent festivals that he has been cancelled on so far. So at the moment, it's six. So the first one, he's been kicked off of Park Life Festival okay, and kicked off okay. of Lola Pelosa. Um, he's been replaced by Young Fug and G Herber for that festival. He's been kicked off the Government Ball, kicked off of Day and Vegas, replaced by Rody Rich. And he's been dropped by Boohoo Man. The fact that you have a line as well on the fashion brand Boohoo, you can't really excuse what he's done. Do you know what I mean? He's said what he said and now he's come back to apologise and people aren't having it because it's just like, you should have thought about what you said before you went on that little tantrum. But uh, I did also come across on The Shade Room that Miley Cyrus actually reached out to offer some encouraging words for the baby. 
and to speak about the impact of cancel culture. But she also mentioned in this statement or uh, caption to him that she would like to kind of reach out to him and to help him and so that they can learn from each other moving on. So I'll just kind of briefly read what she wrote on her Instagram. As a proud and loyal member of the LGBTQIA plus community, much of my life has been dedicated to encouraging love, acceptance and open-mindedness. The internet can fuel a lot of hate and anger and is the nucleus of cancel culture. But I believe it can also be a place filled with education, conversation, communication and connection. It's easier to counsel someone than to find forgiveness and compassion in ourselves or take the time to change hearts and minds. There's no more room for division if we want to keep seeing progress. Knowledge is power. I know I still have so much to learn. So, I mean, I think it's nice that she kind of reached out to him because she obviously saw what has been going on on social like everyone else and thought, you know what, even though it's happened, he can now learn from his mistakes and learn what is available out there in terms of educating himself and just to be more mindful and to raise that awareness. But a few people have come back on the um, comments on Instagram going, you know, He's a grown man, like, I don't understand. Like, he, sh- he should have known what he did at the time and so forth. But I, I think it was, it was a nice gesture on her part to kind of reach out to him and say, look, you did what you did, you effed up. I'm trying to reach out to you so that I can kind of offer you some form of guidance to help you so that this doesn't happen again. Or that, so that you're aware, like, what it means for the community to voice your opinions in that way, like... Yeah, so guys, do you think the baby should be cancelled? Yes or no? Let us know on our social page. Anyway. Moving <laughs> on. Briefly. So, I recently came across on Instagram, so I follow a group, a page called Simple Politics, and they just, they literally just dumb it down. They simplify it in terms of what's been going on in UK government, policies, so forth, right? So the most recent one was about if you're coming home from an amber country. So uh, before you travel, you need to make sure you book and pay your PCR tests. And there are some available now, which are a lot cheaper. So they start from £49. Um, So it's just a matter of which you research. They can go up in cost, but I remember previously it was like 160 pounds to do one. Like, I had 60 pounds. I had 160. Yeah, just crazy. ridiculous. So it's like it's good that you know it's a lot cheaper. So 50 pounds more or less. You have to complete the passenger located form online. It has to be 48 hours before departure. You also have to get a negative test within three days of departing for almost everywhere. Uh, lateral flow is fine, but you are asked, as in like it's not compulsory to take a PCR when returning from Spain. The most important thing that you need to do, guys, at the airport is to have this checklist in mind. Passport, obviously. (laughs) Boarding pass. Proof of negative test. Um, It can be a QR on your phone or printed copy. Passenger located form. Again, it can be QR on your phone or printed copy. And proof of vaccination. It is, you know, um, if applicable on the NHS app, on your phone or printed document. So this this page in particular, this group, um, Simple Politics, it's really useful because a lot of people, well, I say a lot, but from those that I've spoken to so far, it's just, it's all up in the air in terms of, you know, what you what you can or cannot do in terms of traveling because it, you know, I mean, I would like to travel at some point. 
right? I would like to go and get a bit of sun and just just mm-hmm. chill somewhere. But it's just, it would be useful to know exactly what you can and cannot do. So, you know. Facts, because it's not always clear when you're hearing it from Boris. So, yeah, like it would. And they've also announced in terms of countries that were originally amber have now moved to the green list. So to those who want to kind of travel to these particular countries, it's now it's now on the green list. But I would recommend to go on the government website because it does change very frequently. So currently, the countries that were on amber that are now green is Austria, Germany, Slovenia, Slovakia, Latvia, Romania, and Norway. Mm, great holiday destination. I mean, yeah. At this point, I think I think people just want. I mean, people just want to go away, Clifford. I think that's what it is at this point. You know, just catch a bit of sun, a bit of rain, like. And come With all back. These tents, I recommend Scotland. Have you been? No, but I don't think it would be problematic going there and coming back. Fact, yeah, true. So, yeah, guys, so that was a nice and quick. <laughs> <laughs> was it? <laughs> it was fully, it was jam packed and informative. I wouldn't really say it was nice and quick, but you know, sometimes, and, you know, it's quality and quantity together, you know. True, true. We entertain, educate, and inform. That's that's what oh, we wow. do. So, guys, um, do catch us on Clubhouse. If you want to invite, do let myself and Clifford know. We will be hosting a room under RTB After Show, which is Real Talk Podcast After Show at Saturday at 7 p.m. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. So, Instagram is at Real Talk Podcast underscore three times, and Twitter is at Real Talk Podcast with the number zero instead of the letter O. Thank you for tuning in. Well, that's all, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Do check us out again on Insta, Twitter, and join us this Saturday at 7 p.m. on Clubhouse. I've been Muna. I've been Clifford. And you've been listening to... Real Talk Podcast. Share, like, and tell a friend. And then tell a friend to tell a friend.